good to the last drop. Good morning to all of our listeners around the world logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for coming and being here with me. It is Wednesday, September 21. Hump day, but here for us on Coffee and Toe, it is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. And we started off with a beautiful voice of Anita Baker. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with me media. And the me in everything is M-I. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. Russia-Ukraine live news updates. Putin mobilizes citizens in reserves. Iran on rest. Women burn headscarves at anti-hijab protests. In news out of North America, DOG charges 47 scammers for allegedly stealing $250 million from pandemic food program meant for needy children. Joe Biden says it is too early to worry about a 2024 presidency run. Migrants sue Florida governor over Martha's Vineyard flights. Delaware prepares for possible migrant arrivals after report of flight planned from Texas. In business and tech news, Delta Airlines revamps premium select cabin. Offers new Federal Aviation Administration will not cut pilot training time amid pilot shortages. Menu options, wider seats, and more on this particular airline. New California law prohibits employers from firing or not hiring workers for using marijuana off the clock. Walgreens to buy remainder of Shields Health for $1.4 billion. How to get a student loan refund if you paid during the pandemic. In health and science news, CDC officials warn that America's STD problem is out of control. And experts warn that the viral hashtag one chip challenge is sending participants to hospital. The 478 method that could help you sleep. And U.S. adults should get routine anxiety screening, panel says. In the Caribbean corner, trap tropical and laps in there, tropical storm Gaston forms in the North Atlantic. Fiona declared Category 4 hurricane as it heads towards Bermuda. Barbados education chief pushing for agriculture in all schools. Appleton Estate Decades comes to Cayman Islands. Dominica readies itself for the return of World Creole Music Festival. Out of Jamaica, three generations of family living off salvaged waste from dump. Jamaican charged in the U.S. for traveling to meet minor for sex. And Ricky Trooper bashes some entertainers for no show at Merciless's funeral. In Believe It or Not news, McDonald's acts 
man said he was only defending himself when he pulled out a weapon. And in entertainment news, Erica Banks has Twitter in shambles after saying she only wants to do clubbing with her thick and attractive friends. Child molestation lawsuit filed against Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spares dismissed by accusers. Yep. Uh... Not surprised about that one, but we're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up right after we hear a little more from our Woman Crush Wednesday artist for today, Anita Baker. another favorite of mine good love Gone 
take much more than hope to bring you close. I think I'll pray. I hear you say you've got a lot to give up. I think I can squeeze in one more before 9.15 when we kick it off with the details of the international story. If what you have to bring to me is positive, you send it right away. Here's another one, it's been you. You listen to the wonderful, beautiful, undisputable, undeniable Miss Anita Baker. She is our Woman Crush Wednesday artist for today on Coffee and Toe. Enjoy. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to help you get through your day. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to JanoRadio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O. Download the app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you are listening to Coffee Into World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the me in everything is MI. Happy hump day. Well, for us, it's happy hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Woman Crush Wednesday.
today we're playing only the songs of Anita Baker. Her voice is the calm in the storm of life, right? Coming up right after this one, we're going to get started with the details and we're starting off with international news. Thank you so much for that beautiful one, Anita. We'll be right back with you. All right, we're starting off with um, live updates, courtesy of Al Jazeera. Russia-Ukraine um, live news. Zelensky slams Putin's mobilization. Western officials say mobilization decision and sham votes are signs Russia's invasion is failing. The mobilization move comes a day after Russian-occupied regions announced plans for annexation referendums. A Russian anti-war movement calls for nationwide protests on Wednesday evening. The mobilization decree will see 300,000 additional personnel called to serve in Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin orders a partial mobilization of citizens in reserve forces as Moscow loses ground on the battlefield. Our next story, we head on over to Iran, story courtesy of the BBC News. Women burn headscarves at anti-hijab protests. Women have been at the forefront of escalating protests in Iran, sparked by the death in custody of a woman detained for breaking hijab laws. Crowds cheered when women burned their hijabs on a bonfire in Sari on Tuesday, the fifth successive day of unrest. Activists said a woman was among three protesters shot dead by security forces in Urmia, Piran Shahar and Kerman Shah. Authorities accused protesters of killing two civilians in Kerman Shah as well as a police assailant in Shiraz. At least seven people are now reported to have been killed since protests against the hijab laws and morality police erupted after Mahsa Amini's death. The 22-year-old Kurdish woman from the northwest city of Sekez died in hospital on Friday after spending three days in coma. She was with her brother in Tehran when she was arrested by morality police who accused her of breaking the law requiring women to cover their hair with a hijab or headscarf and their arms and legs with loose clothing. She fell into the coma shortly after collapsing at a detention center. There were reports that police beat Miss Amina's heads with, head sorry, with a baton and banged her head against one of their vehicles, acting UN High Commissioner for Human Rights Nada Al-Nashif said. The police have denied that she was mistreated and said she suffered sudden heart failure. But her family said she was fit and healthy. So let us dive in a little more. What are Iran's hijab laws? Following the 1979 Islamic Revolution, 
Authorities in Iran imposed a mandatory dress code requiring all women to wear a headscarf and loose-fitting clothing that disguises their figures in public. Morality police, known formally as Gasht Er Ershad, or guidance patrols, are tasked, among other things, with ensuring women conform with the authorities' interpretation of proper clothing. Officers have the power to stop women and assess whether they are showing too much hair, their trousers and overcoats are too short or close-fitting, or they are wearing too much makeup. Punishments for violating the rules include a fine, prison, or flogging. In 2014, Iranian women began sharing photos and videos of themselves publicly flouting the hijab laws as part of an online protest campaign called My Stealthy Freedom. It has since inspired other movements, including White Wednesdays and Girls of Revolution Street. Let us not take our freedom for granted. Can you imagine having to live that way? You're going about your business thinking you're okay you're stopped and if it if they in their opinion don't think that you're properly dressed you can be flogged put in prison or fined so protective of their woman to the point that it becomes abusive in my opinion and i understand the 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 need for um modesty i do get it because lord knows there are some people i see on the streets and supermarkets and they need to put something on i'm looking at and i'm looking at young girls young teenagers in the mall with their parents these girls can't be more than 12 or 13 and all of them batija out the door and i'm like is it a jean shorts or is it underwear i'm confused so i get the modesty part because some of us in the western world do go a little too far um there's a time and place for everything and i think we have lost <laughs> we have lost something something is missing if you go <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I know someone was trying to say something. Good morning, Javette. Good, that, who is in that beautiful picture? Good morning. That's me and my daughter when she was younger. Wow. <laughs> she, she sent me that picture the other night. She's like, Mommy, how old I was? She sent me like a whole bunch of pictures and asked me how old she was. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't even remember. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> I, I was like... I was like, if I don't tell my daughter how old she was, she going to be so upset. But <laughs> I took so, that's when I liked taking pictures. I took so many pictures then that I don't even remember how old we were in all the things. But getting back to this story, uh, me and my, uh, me and my family, we're just now getting ready to book a trip for next year to Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. and Dubai. And the first thing my auntie said is, we're going to have to go on Harwin Street and make sure we get some clothes to cover up all our T and A because we yep. have too much of that. Yep. And we don't want to get arrested for anything. Yeah. But I'm just, I find it sad that, I mean, when I say that you have to be completely covered up 
Even if we wear a skirt, it has to be down to our ankles.、Mm-hmm. Even if we have a shirt on, it has to be down to your wrists.、Mm-hmm. The hair part is no problem because, you know, in, as you can see in this, I've been wrapping my head for years. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it is so hot over there. And I can't imagine having to do that on a daily basis. Basis. I can't imagine it. I really can't. What's the, do they wear a lot of cotton? Because I think the cotton helps to keep you cooler. I think that's probably what they wear a lot of. Because, yeah, yeah. no, I like to be naked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just <laughs> every, every, every day. I'm just, I'm just hoping that the guides will take us in places where we can dress normal, but、yes. still, we're still going to have to be. I mean, because modest. My family has a lot of TNA, let me just say. <laughs> you, you are well endowed, right? Okay, yes. So it kind of scares me in a way, but I pray all goes well. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you so much for that,、um, Javette. Here's my struggle. Do I want to go to the Middle East? Yes.、Um, I'm in the middle of menopause, pre menopause, I should say. I get these hot flashes. Can you imagine? I'll be tearing my clothes off in the streets. I'll be like, no, take this off, take this off, take this off. Please, somebody rescue me. So I would probably end up being flogged, imprisoned, or something, or fined. But yes, we have to respect their culture, and it's very important that we do their research. Now, I will say this. I have friends who have gone to Doha, who have gone to、um, Abu Dhabi,、uh, Qatar, different places, women. And there are places where you are allowed to be your normal self. However, when you're going into other spaces, the more public spaces where you, know, you have to join forces,、um, you have to be modestly dressed. If you're going into their mosques, That they have as、um, tourist attractions, you have to don the hijab and that long、um, gown that covers you up. They, are, they don't play about that. So, yeah, for anyone wanting to venture to the Middle East and、uh, North Africa, and even some parts throughout Africa where Muslim, the Muslim religion is practiced, please do your research because. You don't want to offend anyone. The Western world is the only place where people have no regard for, for、um, culture and religious res- religi- religion. Let me put it that way religious norms. In the Western world, nobody ad- <laughs> adheres to anything. I tell you this, though, there is something I do admire about the Muslim culture and their strong belief in Allah, God. You can call him whatever name,、uh, Jehovah Jireh, whatever you, however you refer him to be. But they are very strict about prayer time.、They're, no matter where they are, when it's time to pray, they are praying. They don't care how you're going to look at them, they do not care. And which leads me to say, and I don't want to go too much off too much on a tangent, but which leads me to say that. Christians can learn a lot from Muslims. <laughs> Let me say that in terms of the respect that we are supposed to have for God, right? 
the, the reverence we're supposed to have. We could learn a lot from them. Yeah, go right ahead, Alexia. Good morning. Morning, woman. Good morning. morning. I saw your comment, the hypocrisy. <laughs> but it's true, moments. Listen, I have a best friend who, she is Muslim, and um, we grew up together, and her husband literally wanted to drive a wedge between us. And when he realized that I wasn't going to give up my friend, he was like, all right, fine. And then I went to the lens of, let's just say I was in Muslim company for years. The only thing left for me to do is to commit. But then I realized something is that it's like this. I don't want to say all Muslims are like this, but it's like it's like the, the, the rules are more stringent for females than males. It's no joke. It's like a male, they have these set rules. And if a male breaks those, you know, it is discussed. And if the female breaks the rules, it's like the punishment is swift, man. You don't play. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like this religion was made by men, for men, to empower them to be like this whole ruler over women? And I'm like, no, man, this has rubbed me wrong, right? So I don't have an issue with the, the actual laws that were set um, by, by, by their prophet. But I'm just saying, though, it's like it just radical, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as they know that you're single and you're in there, somebody comes asking um, who, who who can give permission for you to get married. I'm like, sir, I'm one with myself. <laughs> it's, it's, like, you know, it's like you have no identity as a woman. I'm not joking. Everything goes through your husband. Everything. And if it's not your husband, it's the oldest person, the oldest male. Yeah. Can you imagine you're a female, you're a, a mother, and when your husband dies, your oldest son is responsible for you and everybody. So whatever he says, Miss sorry. And um, it's not, but, but Alex, it's not just the Muslim culture. It's I, not just the Muslim culture. Believe it or not, it happens. The, there's a radical movement within Christianity. And let us not forget that Christianity was really formed by men, for men, to control us women too. It is just in recent decades that, you know, when women fought for equality, and look at what's happening to us now. Men, the majority, are dictating what happens to our bodies. They're the ones who wrote the laws in this in the United States to avail themselves where they can rape a woman and get away with it. So Christianity really isn't much different. It it's marketed different, but if you ask me, so the only thing we have is the freedom to choose whom we want to marry. And then let's dig a little deeper. There are some families who will not allow their children to marry certain people. If their children, if if I might fall in love with someone, we're both head over heels in love with each other, and the parents may say, "Okay, so what's his family background?" Because we have to protect our lineage. We have to be careful who we are allowing into our circle, especially if you're from a certain economic background. It happens. It is prevalent in Christianity. It's just 
looked down on in the Muslim world because of how media presents it to us. I think that's the issue. So um, there are vast similarities, vast similarities. We as Christians, we condemn the Muslims and we should not because we are no different from them. It is the propaganda that is pushed. And just as you have, you know, the Christians, they will see a Muslim. Oh, my God, I hope they don't bomb up the place. Uh, aren't we the ones going into schools and shooting up schools? Aren't we yeah, the ones going clubs. into clubs and shooting up clubs? Aren't we the ones eliminating people off the face of the earth because they're homosexuals? Aren't we the ones who are condemning people? Look at what is happening in the name of Christianity. Look at what Ron DeSantis and the governor of Texas is doing to people, to human beings. We are no different. If not, we are probably worse. We ostracize people who don't agree with us either. We are worse, if you, in my opinion. I wish Naturalist was here to talk about a wedding he had to do. Um, oh, in, up in New Jersey, I think it was. Um, the woman could not be in the same space with the men. Interesting, huh? Yeah. There are cultures. In Islam too. Yep. yep. Wedding, yeah. Majority of the time, um, women and, and men aren't in the same space. Because like in a mosque, you have the area that's for the males and the area that's for the females. Um, depending on the size of the mosque, the one that I went to, there's like a curtain that parts both areas. So, yeah, and probably you're in that mosque for like an hour or so, and trust me, it's no amount of, no amount of fun don't help you. <laughs> because you know, in a full suit, the only thing you say, are you too yai, bro? You're too yai, man. That's it. Yeah. I had to change my perception of Muslims, and here is how. So remember when 9-11 happened, what was the propaganda that was pushed down our throats? These people are evil. They're terrorists. You look at them and you get uncomfortable when you're in a space with them. We were fed that. But they did not just get up and come to um, create havoc on U.S. soil. There was a reason behind their actions, but they won't tell us the real reason. They're not crazy. You see, we keep pushing and pushing and pushing our beliefs onto other people. And we hold the global moral compass. If it's not done in accordance with our way of thinking, there is a problem. But that 9-11 was retaliation. That was retaliation. And they need to be honest about it. They're not crazy. So, of course, myself, like others, fell victim to the belief that the Muslim religion is riddled with evil. But then I had the opportunity to work with a Muslim. A whole different outlook. And I would start speaking to people who practice Muslim. A whole different outlook. And I'm talking about Middle Easterners. 
different. Just as you have radicals in their religion, you have them in Christianity. You have them in Judaism. You have them in Hinduism, Buddhism, any religion. You're always going to have a sect of radicals. But what is the media's role, especially in the Western world, to paint everyone else as being the worst? I remember when um, I moved to the U.S. permanently, I was asked by people if I lived in a zinc house, in a wood shack, because that was the impression that they had of Jamaicans. That And I'm like, why would you think that? Well, you know, every time they see a picture, it's always in, you know, these rundown shanty houses. And I'm like, stop. I said, do me a favor, take a trip to Jamaica. And I said, let me advise you of something. You see, when you land, if, if you land in Montego Bay and you're going through Iron Shore to head, you know, to Ocherios, take a look at the houses on your right. Just take a look. And take a look as you're traveling through when you hit Discovery Bay, Runaway Bay, as you, well, even before you get there, you have Falmouth and Duncan's. Uh, just, just take a look. I said, let me tell you something. You, see, you pay mortgage? Yeah. I'm like, okay, stop right there. They don't pay mortgages. They don't. So the media goes into Jamaica and I remember seeing footage remember when we had hurricane gilbert 1988 they went into the worst parts of jamaica and they do that to make you think that that is what the entire country looks like they didn't only do it to jamaica they do it to Af all the countries in africa they go in and they find the worst parts to show you and present the image as though this is what the entire continent looks like so what does that do and what has it done to us as black people in the western world it made us look down on africans i'm gonna say it because it is true we're not gonna sit here and pretend it didn't happen we in the Caribbean, in the Western world, we looked down on Africans thinking we were better than them. All because of what the media decided to shove down our throats. Lack of knowledge, we shall perish because we have not. Somalia. Ah. Ethiopia. All they show you. What they show you about Ethiopia? Hungry kids on the road. Thank you. What they show Quite you about easy. South Africa. What do they show you about Cameroon, Senegal, Uganda, Nigeria, Ghana, Sierra Leone, Ivory Coast, Botswana? What do they show you? Huh? Kids, what? Kids oh. What do they show you? The worst. because it's easier to manipulate the minds of people to accept the whole world is impoverished. So this is why you should stay here even in, even though this is misery for you. Because if more, more people were to get out of this bubble, they'll realize that you've been lied to your entire life because you have no idea what your country has been doing right in front of your eyes. 
exactly Grand rising, everybody grand rising nastro exactly we have been fed lies by the media and there is a reason for it as nastro just highlighted so you get trapped in the western ideologies even though you're struggling and the other thing too it's like the media is playing their role they're telling the story based off of what um leaders are telling them to post we are not in control of our media hence why there's so much bias if you want to know the truth you have to seek it any headlines and working in media i'll tell anybody any headlines you see make sure you find the other side of it so you can come to your conclusion to yourself because yeah. otherwise you will always be manipulated exactly got to read a few comments from the chat religion is what comes between people and god facts and who created religion man man created religion believe it or not and put in these rules to control think about it if we're all supposed to be worshiping one god why are we so divided amongst ourselves each sect thinking they're better than the other and that their way of worship is better than the others we can just take a trip to jamaica the various denominations and i've said it before jehovah's versus catholic versus methodist versus presbyterian versus baptist versus church of god versus pentecost versus anglican versus baptist and we can keep going it's ridiculous well hold on a second aren't we all supposed to be honoring and worshiping the same god is there a different god for each denomination i'm confused and we call ourselves christian and we open church holy rolling and all of that and as we step out of church watch the baptist them are going them think them better than us how is that christianity interesting there be a lot of white people moving to africa not just to africa huey they're moving into all the quote unquote third world countries and what's happening in the third world countries they're all trying to leave because they think america is the best place they think england is the best place they think canada is the best place they think anywhere else but their country is the best place because what that's what they have been marketed and then unfortunately the governments of third world countries fall into the same trap too because they are not doing what they need to do to elevate their country so that people will not want to leave it's as though they are paid to wreck their countries so that there can be the migration of of bright minds to build developing countries you see the foolishness that's going on makes me wonder are they paying other leaders to keep their countries down suppress their countries keep the economy at a certain level make lives miserable for its citizens and then what happens people get the education and they have to fly out and where do they fly out to they fly out to canada they fly out to the united states they head to england and what do they do they further develop those countries throwing stones behind them on the country that they're from 
So it has to be an agenda in my opinion. And that's just my humble opinion. Next comment. <laughs> Javed says, to be fair, when I told my mom I was moving to Texas, she said, why you want to go live with the cowboys? The first time she came, she said, where's the cowboys? <laughs> and I think, yes, it happens right here in the U.S. Even intermigration. We have struggles with that. Oh, why are you going there? Or I'm going to go to this location or this city or this state because X, Y, Z. Religion is for people that are scared to go to hell. Spirituality is for those who have already been there. Listen, folks. Tap in with your inner self. Tap in with your inner self. Do your research. It is too accessible. There are people who are traveling and they're showing you what they're seeing. There are people who are traveling and not just going into hotels. They're actually moving amongst the citizens. And like anywhere in the world, you just have to move with caution. Don't tell me that Jamaica is riddled with crime. Let's talk about what's going on here in the U.S. Bad to bad. Anybody going into the schools and bombing up a school in Jamaica or shooting up kids in Jamaica? Nine times out of ten when somebody is killed in Jamaica, it's not by chance. It's not by chance. You have the occasional robbery. But when you see somebody gunned down and not not take off of them, there's a, that's a vendetta. Anywhere you go in the world, you have to protect yourself. Stop thinking that developing countries are the safest countries in the world. The problem is that, for example, in the Caribbean, the islands are smaller, so it makes it look as though it's a serious issue there. But it's devastating in the Western world. Just my two cents. On that note, <laughs> it is time for us to take a quick music break. When we return, we have the details of stories out of North America. We continue with some more from Anita Baker. She is our hashtag WCW artist for today, Woman Crush Wednesday. If love just happens, oh, it's planned.
Thank you to all our listeners who are logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. I must apologize for the brief interruption in connection. We lost internet over here, so we got cut off from the server and also on Clubhouse. I do apologize. But it's back to regular programming. It's only for a It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today we are crushing on the beautiful Anita Baker. So you'll be hearing her songs throughout the program. It's time for us to get into the details of the stories out of North America. Thank you once again to everyone who is listening online and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. First up, DOJ charges 47 scammers for allegedly stealing $250 million, yes, from pandemic food program meant for needed children. You know, before I even read the article, I, I am laughing because of how they worded it, right? Needy children. How about the millions, billions that are taken by large corporations and they don't do what they're supposed to do? What about all the Republicans who um, the uh, Democrats, the White House made no joke about airing their names and the amount that they got in PPP funds? What about them? They didn't take from needy children. But anyway, (laughs) let me get into the story. The Department of Justice announced on Tuesday that 47 defendants had been charged for allegedly defrauding a federal program that provided food for needy children during the pandemic. The agency said the scheme, which totaled $250 million, is the largest ever uncovered and that it targeted the government's generous stimulus aid, the Washington Post reported. Federal prosecutors accused the network of individuals and organizations linked to the Minnesota-based nonprofit Feeding Our Future of wrongly obtaining federal pandemic funds and using the funds towards luxury cars, houses and other personal purchases in what amounted to a case of brazen theft. These indictments, alleging the largest pandemic relief fraud scheme charged to date, underscore the Department of Justice's sustained commitment to combating pandemic fraud and holding accountable those who perpetrated. And this is according to Attorney General Merrick Garland. 
The purported scheme centered on the Federal Child Nutrition Program, which provides free meals to children of lower-income families. During the pandemic, Congress greatly expanded the program by allowing a wider array of organizations to distribute food at a more extensive range of locations. Following the changes to the federal law, Feeding Our Future played a more significant role in giving out meals. That's according to the Justice Department. And the group disbursed more than $200 million last year. However, federal prosecutors claim the company's founder and executive director, Amy Bach, oversaw a vast fraud scheme across Minnesota. Bach is accused of recruiting individuals and companies that fraudulently claimed to be serving meals to thousands of children a day. Some of the defendants listed also created shell companies to enroll in the program to serve as sites for meal distribution. In other cases, the agency claims defendants submitted the names of fake children and then obtained meals and fraudulent invoices for food purchases that never occurred. Feeding Our Future ultimately reaped $18 million in administrative fees, fees the government says it was not entitled to receive. Company employees also appeared to solicit bribes and kickbacks from individuals and companies that it sponsored, the government says. While I agree with the crackdown, don't put children in it as if needed children as part of the headline don't don't put don't do that stop pull, playing on people's heartstrings to make it look as though the people who did this are the only evil wicked ones out there no they're not no they're not many multi-millionaires and billionaires got money from the ppp program from the whole pandemic thing many of them but no you're gonna just put in needed children and then we're going to sit here and call these four 47 scammers wicked and blah. they're not the only ones let's round up every round up all the large companies let's round up all the politicians all the wealthy people that got money from it throw them in it too I'm just saying. Yeah. So so what is the repercussions? We don't know yet. We're waiting to hear. More updates to come. <laughs> More updates to come, um, Javette. Yeah. We're waiting. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden says it is too early to worry about a 2024 presidency run. Joe Biden doesn't appear to be completely sold on the idea of running the country for a second time. The commander-in-chief has caught a lot of slack for everything from his age to his often controversial decisions. Nevertheless, in a new 60 Minutes interview, Biden defended himself and his performance, but still believes it is too early to make a decision about running for president in 2024. He explained that if he were to announce that he was running... A whole range of things come into play. Dr. Jill Biden's husband says he is focused on continuing his current job and will make a concrete decision going into 2023, though his intention is to oversee the country for another four years. In terms of his health, 
The 46th president says he's in pretty good shape. In recent months, rumors have swirled regarding Biden being forgetful and unsteady on his feet due to old age or a non-public illness. The White House has vehemently denied any ailments, which have also been partially to blame for his previous low approval rating, which is currently 41%. Though still lacking, this is the highest it has been since June. Biden strongly feels that the pandemic played a role in how his performance was judged, with most Americans feeling uncertain. It's been a very difficult time, very difficult, Biden told 60 Minutes correspondent Scott Pelley. During his sit-down, Biden also sparked some controversy by declaring the COVID-19 pandemic officially over. While citizens may have felt that way, health officials everywhere slammed his comments. Lawrence Gostin, director of the O'Neill Institute for National and Global Health Law at the Georgetown Law Center, felt that the remarks were irresponsible. The pandemic is far from over, and by suggesting it is, the president is inviting the public to just move on, Gostin stated. <laughs> One comment. Biden won't finish his time. I'm sure Kamala will have to finish it for him. You know, a lot of people are of that opinion. You're not alone. A lot of people are of that opinion. But can I blame him for saying the pandemic is over? No, I cannot. Even though we feel otherwise, even though health officials everywhere feel otherwise, we can't blame him for saying that. Let us take a look at the actions. Corporations are calling their people back into offices. People are flying. No masks needed. People are gathering in large groups at concerts, events, in clubs. So one can only think it's over. And we're treating the COVID as a flu. You can't blame people for him for thinking that way because people are acting as though there's no pandemic. And I got to be careful what I say. I have to censor what I say because I don't want to be labeled as passing out wrong information, right? Because there's an army out for that. Everybody is censoring you when it comes and when, you know, based on what you say, you're being reported and then they shut you down. So let me be very careful what I say. I can't blame him though for making that statement because when you look at what's going on you see the gatherings all over the place people crowded together and it's not just here in the u.s it's globally large outdoor events and people are still up against each other so what, what do you want him to do because even if he says we're still in a pandemic even if he comes out and says that, that, that what, where do we stand? Do we go back to not having events? We go back to being in the confines of her home, which pissed people the hell off because people were frustrated. People wanted to get out. People were angry, belligerent. Suicides happened. Divorces went through the roof. Anxiety, everything. What, what, was he, what is he supposed to say? Somebody tell me. Because I don't know. You can say we're cautiously optimistic that we're coming closer to the to the end of the pandemic. So yeah, I'll be I'll be that army. 
Um, but I'm not going to be someone who says, no, no, you have to shut down, you have to stay in a mask. But that was a little bit irresponsible of him to, not little, that was irresponsible for him to say without having full information because people are still getting sick. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. agree with you there. Good morning, all. <laughs> Good morning, Sunette. I have to agree with you. So it is up to us to protect ourselves and protect our families and our loved ones. We cannot rely on others to do it for us, right? So let common sense prevail as you move about. Uh, Sunette, can you do me a huge favor? Can you send that to me in the back channel, please? The link? The, the oh, one, the, yeah, the one you put in the chat. The oh, we were, yeah, we were, um, there was a room we were chatting about um, Putin yesterday. So, yeah, for sure. It was, and I haven't fully read the article, just a headline. So I wonder if it's <laughs> relating to, um, well, him wanting to end the war or mobilizing yeah. citizens. Which one? Um, I, uh, so I think it's the, it just can't popped up now. So probably not that one because it's the times. It just popped up on my, on my screen. Maybe as soon as I popped in your room, okay. I'm, I'm awake. I promise. <laughs> uh, um, take your time. Don't, don't sweat it. Cause yeah, take your time. Oh, Real he quick. addressed the nation. He addressed his nation um, because, well, they're not doing so well in the war. Right. Um, Russia right now. Yeah. Um, and um, his speech at once inverted a war of aggression against neighbors into defense of the motherland. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it is. Okay, so you yeah. may have heard already. I'll forward it to you, of course. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate sure. you. Thanks a million for doing that. Yeah, so migrants sue Florida governor over Martha's vineyard flights. This story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSV in Miami. Venezuelan migrants flown to the upscale Massachusetts island of Martha's Vineyard sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his transportation secretary on Tuesday for engaging in a fraudulent and discriminatory scheme to relocate them. The lawsuit filed in federal court in Boston alleges that the migrants were told they were going to Boston or Washington, which was completely false, and were induced with perks such as $10 McDonald's gift certificates. No human being should be used as a political pawn, said Ivan Espinosa Madrigal, who is the executive director of Lawyers for Civil Rights, which is seeking class action status in the lawsuit filed on behalf of several migrants who were aboard last week's flights and Alianza Americas, a network of advocacy groups. DeSantis's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the lawsuit, which also names Secretary of Transportation Jared W. Perdue as a defendant. The lawsuit alleges that migrants were induced to cross state lines under false pretenses, a line that some Democratic officials are using to urge a federal investigation. On Monday, Javier Salazar, the chief of uh, sheriff of Bexar County, which includes San Antonio, opened an investigation into the flights, but the elected Democrat did not say what laws may have been broken. California Governor Gavin Newsom. California Governor Gavin Newsom and U.S. Representative Joaquin Castro, whose district includes San Antonio, have asked the Justice Department to begin a probe. 
Guesswork was rampant among government officials, advocates, and journalists on Tuesday about DeSantis's next move, consistent with the element of surprise that he and another Republican governor, Greg Abbott of Texas, have sought to achieve by busing and flying migrants across the country to Democratic strongholds with little or no choice. Asked Tuesday about speculation that DeSantis may send migrants to his home state of Delaware, President Joe Biden said he should come visit. We have a beautiful shoreline. DeSantis declined to confirm speculation based on flight tracking software that more migrants were on the move. He again defended his decision to fly about 50 Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard, saying their decisions were completely voluntary and without evidence and that they were in awful condition when florida got involved oh so you're saying you did them a favor desantis so in case governor desantis forgot let's remind him about his great-grandmother an illiterate woman who came on a boat from italy and was denied entry because she was illiterate and they saw no value in her coming into the country oh he forgot about his history did he not oh he forgot that her husband who was here appealed for her to get in and that's how she got in (laughs) oh how we forget our history Oh, how we forget that we are the children of immigrants. Shame on you, DeSantis. And Gavin Newsom, I'm sure your your generations didn't start here in this country either. Not Newsom, sorry. Wait. What's his name? Not Newsom. I was, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Newsom. My bad. My oh, bad. I take that back man. real quick. What's the one over there, over in in the country of Texas? Wheelchair man, Abbott. Him. Same one. Abbott. I'm sorry. That was ableist. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My humble apologies, Newsom. You're doing a phenomenal job over there in California. You're not to be bothered. Yes, Abbott. You all originated here in this country? Well, good for you. Which one of us can look at us each other and say, oh, yes, my forefathers, they are the indigenous of this country. Stop it, DeSantis. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, they say. Mm. And in the meantime, Delaware prepares for possible migrant arrivals after report of flight planned from Texas. I wonder who is putting... That bill, CNN is reporting via WSVN, Delaware officials and volunteers began to make preparations on Tuesday after reports and flight plans suggested a plane charter to take migrants to Martha's Vineyard last week was about to bring a group of migrants from Texas to the president's home state. By Tuesday afternoon, though, there was no sign of such a flight and the plane expected to depart Kelly Field in San Antonio, had not even arrived at the departure airport. Jill Friedel, the Director of Communications for the Delaware Department of Health and Social Services, said in a news conference on Tuesday that they have no reports of any migrants arriving at this time. She said the governor's office has not received any outreach from Florida or Texas, but noted 
the state is putting preparations in place just in case. We are here to support people who might arrive and are prepared to offer them the services and support they need. It's a humanitarian effort on our part. We want to support people who might arrive in our state. I don't think they're going to let you know um, when they're coming. They're just going to send them. Jill, don't expect decency from them. Don't expect common courtesy from them because they know not such. They were not properly trained. That part of colonialism missed them. Common courtesy. They don't have that. Common decency. Out the window. Moral compass. Oh, please. So do not expect any form of communication from them to advise you that they are sending more via private planes on our bill. Well, I don't know who is paying the next one, if it's going to be Florida or Texas. Not sure. I heard Arizona also did it. So, um, yeah, you never know. It's uh, those border states are... You, so yesterday I heard more about it than I had heard about... Um, I understood more with hearing a story of why this has occurred. Yes. This is, these people are playing with, with, with other in the human lives. They're saying that since all these states are saying they're sanctuary states, then they should just do it. Here, take these people who are coming in, in our country, in our um, state. So what they're doing is this busing, because some people have been bused to California. Some people have been bused to um, from Arizona. They flew them out. From Texas, Texas, um, Abbott has also done the same thing. He sent over 100 people out of his state. And, um, and of course, so did DeSantis. They're trying to say, okay, since you all say you're um, sanctuary states, take them, take care of them. That's what this is. This is a game. This is an evil, evil game on their part. I'm done. DeSantis should be more humanitarian. Wasn't his wife just struggling with cancer? But he seems to be the cancer. Wasn't he the one that was fretting and worrying about his wife because God forbid something happened to her? How would he manage with his young children? Wasn't he the one, Sinead? I don't know. I don't care yeah. about that man. Yeah. But if, he, if it is, it's possible because it's not affect. that's not affecting him. You remember what I reminded you, if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect you immediately, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. But as I said, watch this backfire on them. It is going to backfire. I hope it does. It is. I hope it does. It is going to backfire. I want it to backfire on them. I need it to backfire on them. I really need it to backfire on them because they need to stop the foolishness. We're going to take another quick music break. A little more from Anita Baker when we return. Business and Tech News. You can't count on me for anything you choose. Say but the best that I can offer isn't love or truth. Still I know you wonder why this love of mine seems to die as if I live in the clouds and live in the sea. Now you can bet your bottom dollar that I love you. Now for a basic fact like that, you need no clue. I just hope. 
that I would reach my highest ground for this love, baby. There ain't nothing that could turn me around. I never let you down. Oh, your love, baby. I take a walk through fire for this love, honey. Said I would reach my highest ground. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music, while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com. It's good music to help you get through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. J-A-H. K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play store. So go ahead and download the app. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And of course, I got to say a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. And I'm your host, Moments With Me. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and we're listening to the beautiful music, the beautiful voice of Anita Baker. Coming up right after this one, right after this, we're going to hear stories from the business scene. Let me turn this down. Go ahead. Go ahead, Teflon. Go right ahead. Did did, Did I lose connection again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we was just having a chit chat until you got back. Oh, that's fine. I, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, make it fun. I don't know what's going on. I think um they're hating me this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I was too vocal, right? <laughs> but go right ahead, carry on, Teflon. <laughs> Let me turn this down. Go right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I haven't got nothing to say. I was no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, it is time for us to get into business and tech news. Let's go. Where's my theme song? First up, Delta Airlines revamps premium select cabin, offers new menu options, wider seats, and more. So they're luring their travelers in with the newly revamped 
premium select cabin yes sir delta premium select sits at the intersection of luxury and practicality giving customers the opportunity to treat themselves to a more spacious seat and premium experience at a lower price point compared to our delta one cabin and this is according to mauricio paris vice president of brand experience when speaking with travel and leisure on tuesday Passengers who purchase Delta's newly revamped cabin will enjoy the reclining seats and wider seats too, which are wider than those in other cabins, the airline confirmed to the outlet. You know what I'm hearing? I don't want to sit in coach, but I can't afford first class. So it gives you that nice in between, right? Okay. So Delta Premium Select was launched in 2017 and is available on all Trans-Pacific, most transatlantic and long-haul South American flights. Traveling on Premium Select. Am I gone again? Or am I still, are you hearing me? Yeah, you are gone. So I'm not sure if you weren't gone on the other side, but the first thing we heard you say was transatlantic. Okay, so let me go rewind. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Delta Premium Select. I'm not sure because the internet is still up on my end. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. All right. Let's see. Technology. Good and bad, right? Anyway back to business. Delta Premium Select was launched in 2017 and is available on all Trans-Pacific, both Transatlantic and long-haul South American flights. So hold on, Javet, you heard the headline though, right? Yeah, I just heard okay. you say it. Oh, so you didn't? Oh my gosh. All right, you know what? Let me start the article over. That will not be a problem. Let me go ahead and do that because I don't want us to miss anything. So Delta Airlines revamps premium select cabin, offers new menu options, wider seats and more delta premium select sits at the intersection of luxury and practicality giving customers the opportunity to treat themselves to a more spacious seat and premium experience at a lower price point compared to our delta one cabin and that's according to mauricio paris who is vice president of brand experience when speaking with travel and leisure on tuesday so Passengers who purchase Delta's newly revamped cabin will enjoy the reclining chairs and wider seats, which are wider than those in other cabins, the airline confirmed. Delta Premium Select was launched in 2017 and is available on all Trans-Pacific, most transatlantic, and long-haul South American flights. Traveling on Premium Select will also be offered in 400 weekly flights to top European winter destinations, including flights to Frankfurt, Zurich, Paris, Amsterdam, and Rome. Delta enhanced its Premium Select menu options to offer travelers meals like braised beef short rib, honey harissa chicken thighs, and plant-based impossible meatballs that all come with a side. Customers will also be treated to a mango mousse with a mango passion fruit compote for dessert. And of course, there will be sparkling wine served after takeoff. Uh, did they forget to put the, um? oh my gosh, what is it? The one that you use to clean your palate before you move on to the next course. I think they left that out. Sorbet. They left out the sorbet, yeah, to cleanse the palate before, you know, in between courses or whatever. And of course, there will be sparkling wine. Yes, that's important. Beginning next month, the airline will introduce a new iteration of its sustainable 
amenity oh my gosh i almost mispronounced that one amenity kits by someone somewhere the kits will come in pink as part of the airline support of breast cancer awareness education and research the amenity kits are available for customers traveling in delta premium select and delta one cabin so there we go that's it who travels delta i've never traveled delta have i hold on no i've never traveled delta who here is a Delta fan? I know some people love them some Delta. Okay, nobody here. Okay. Yeah. I know people lock, knock American oh, yeah, Airlines. Yeah. Oh, you travel Delta? I've flown Delta several times, yes. How is the I experience? See. From from check-in to boarding to in-flight service, how is it? It was fine. I think that's what we flew back um, last trip. Was it Delta we flew, David, coming back home? Um, Okay. Oh, it was American. Yeah, that's who I don't like. But yeah, we flew American coming back, and they were fine too. Um, you know, it, it's it's an experience. Like one day, one trip, I can't even remember the details. And I was telling that to my husband um, when we were coming back. I couldn't remember what had happened, but I remember that it's one American ones, and it was like the worst ever. And I vowed never to fly with them. I never booked any trip with them. I'd not. But this trip, I, we took a trip recently to. Um, we went to a conference in Arizona and he flew with United going there and coming back um, with um, American because it was, you know, it was, a, it was a good price when you got a hacker flight. It's called it a hacker. Okay. Um, and, um, and it was fine. It was just like, sit down here. We have snacks for you. And it, it was lovely. You, the, the staff were nice um, and everything. Delta, I've not had a problem with it ever. I, I will voluntarily choose delta over american in the past and now i'll I'll open up my my windows again and and try flying with them i've (laughs) never taken the one you you make fun of all the time um spirit spirit and frontier and (laughs) but i'm going to i'm going to not be snooty Uh and try them and see if i have a bad experience then i will then i will say okay maybe i won't do you again but um i'm gonna try them all why the heck not yeah. I just need places to go. Let's go. <laughs> so growing up, um, for me, of course, Air Jamaica. Who didn't love Air Jamaica back in the day, right? Um, when going elsewhere, it, who remembers Eastern Airlines? Anybody? Don't tell me I'm that old. I'm the only one. <laughs> Nobody remembers Eastern Airlines? Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. I flew Eastern. Okay, thank you for saving me, Javan. I thought I was an antique here. I was like, okay, hold on. I'm not 80. Eastern been around. But anyway, yeah, so Eastern Airlines. And then um, I'm an American girl. I've never had a problem with American Airlines. Uh, what I will say, especially going to Jamaica, always on time. No luggage ever missing. On point. Uh, yeah, I love me American. Now, American has lost luggage for my parents coming up from Jamaica. But guess what? They drop it off. They find it and they drop it off. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, I'm an American girl. I tried, um, I've flown JetBlue. I think it was JetBlue once. It was all right. It was okay. Spirit. 
no Bridget, not a minibus in the air that's a minibus up in the air i'm going back on there i i i i had no choice but to fly spirit i had to run up to baltimore and that was the availability miss my flight i had to wait for the next one i'm no fault of mine traffic i could have made the original flight oh the gate gate not closed me know the gate oh please stop it but they cut off um checking you in um, so I had to wait on the next flight. Um, no, that's a living minibus up in the air. I was holding on to the, the arms of the, the seat too much. And people were just a little too close to me. It's like we're literally rubbing shoulders. And yeah, I saw people climbing over seats. I'm like, oh, Jesus, what the heck is this? Where am I? Uh, really? No, this is not really happening in front of me. I will never go on spirit again. Mm-mm. You know what spirit is for and frontier for those young people, you know, those college kids who just want to have fun and party and really don't care how they get there. They just want to get to their destination. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'll try Delta one day. I've never flown Delta, never flown United. Um, yeah. One day. I'm trying to think. I, I, you know what? I think it's 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 spirit has gets a bad rap. Did they do the merger yet? I don't even know. You, you talked about it in business news so many times, and I, I don't know, know if it ever finalized. I know it but, went yeah. before Congress. I know that much, but no, the deal is not final. It's not final yet. It's not final. So, so I'm sure once it's final, they're gonna let us know. They're gonna make a big hoopla about it. Yeah. So the Federal Aviation Administration will not cut pilot training time amid pilot shortages. And thank you, FAA, because I had concerns about that one. It's, it's like telling a surgeon you're supposed to do um, so many surgeries, you know, under the guide of someone, of a senior doctor, medical pr- practitioner. But, you know, some, don't worry about it. Just go on in there and do, do your best. I had concerns. So airlines continue to grapple with severe pilot shortages, but the FAA says cutting pilot training time to become a co-pilot is not the solution. On Monday, the FAA announced its rejection of a proposal to cut the requirement in half and put an end to the request by Republic Airways, CNBC reported. Regional airlines like Republic have suffered the most from the pilot shortage. Major commercial carriers have dipped into the regional pools to fill their own vacancies. Many factors added to the current shortage, including pilots reaching the mandatory retirement age of 65, the pandemic buyouts, and early retirement decisions. Republic had proposed trimming the required 1,500 hours of flight time needed to become a co-pilot to 750 hours, after finishing an airline's respective pilot tra- training program. As for now, pilots who served as military pilots can forego the training time to become commercial pilots. The FAA considers it to be of a greater public interest to ensure and maintain the level of safety provided by the foundation of an integrated aviation education required by current standards, the FAA said in its decision. Yes, please let them do the 1,500 hours. We have enough drama in the skies as it is. We don't need to be worried when we get on a plane, did this pilot complete? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what? 
crosses let's go no we ain't got time for that we head over to california for our next story new california law prohibits employers from firing or not hiring workers for using marijuana off the clock a new law in california is booming yeah a little weed ain't never hurt nobody what's that song right away um i'm in love with mary jane <laughs> but why am i why, why am i thinking that song i don't know forgive me a little weed ain't never hurt nobody particularly if you've already clocked out for the day and that's what a new bill is arguing on sunday gavin newsom signed off on an new legislation prohibiting employers from discriminating against workers who smoke and consume marijuana it would also stop employers from not hiring a potential candidate over their use of the plant you know i i gotta give it up to newsom he he he, he forward thinking he, he i don't smoke right never smoked marijuana i'm gonna try it one day though but i applaud him for being a forward thinker this is ridiculous. It would also stop employees from not hiring potential candidates over the use of the plan. People don't have to be taking something to get things out of their system to pass a drug test to get a job. The Los Angeles Times reports that companies cannot discriminate against employees who smoke weed off the job and away from the workplace. The news outlet reports the law would also ban employers from making decisions based on a drug test that finds non-psychoactive cannabis metabolites. Urine tests are a highly offensive invasion of workers' personal bodily privacy, said Dale. Can't pronounce his last name. Who is the director of California's normal chapter, LA Times reports workers should have the same right to use cannabis as other legal substances of the job. However, the law excludes those who perform building and construction jobs and employees who have to go through a federal background check. Drug tests will still exist in the state, but an employee will only be at risk if psychoactive drugs are found in their system. The new law, which was named AB2188, AB2188, Anti-Cannabis Discrimination, will go into effect on January 1, 2024. How is weed worse than cigarettes? How is it worse than drinking? Somebody please tell me. Good morning. Good morning, naturalist. As a known smoker, or I've been around weed all my life, uh, it just have a different effect on some people. There are some folks who will drink one beer like myself and get drunk, and then there are those who drink an entire keg and they be sober. So some folks, it has a different effect on them. And uh, I see folks literally stoned off of marijuana. So now they're going to be checking by, you know, what kind of grade marijuana you had, how much THC it had in it. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I applaud Newsom. He's, um, I think he's uh, lined up himself to be uh, the next president or run for president or something like that. He should um, but, run. Uh, he should run. Uh, Give DeSantis a run for his money, right? DeSantis, <laughs> <laughs> you're president. You're president. <laughs> I don't claim him. I don't claim him. I, I, I'm not that meme like, yep, he's mine and I'm going to stick by him. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
Not my. Not at all. But I think it's a move in the right direction for people. Um, yeah. Let me ask, when it comes to HR and employees who use marijuana for medical purposes, do they have to present a letter from their doctor to their jobs? I think I'm directing um, this to Sunette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just I'm thinking I wanted to say something because my former employee isn't to go through the roof because they drug test everybody. Um <clears throat> They have safety sensitive employees who drive forklifts and pallet jacks and they are not permitted to use marijuana even though it's been legal in california for the last three years mm -hmm. they have not been able they've not been authorized to use marijuana and they get randomly drug tested so um when they get a random drug test failure for marijuana or positive for marijuana um the previous Step was to terminate. It moved to one offense, and you're and you're okay. But if you pat, fail it again, you're fired. With mm. this, AB twenty one eighty eight, I think you said, because I'm sending a text message to my to my my replacement. Like, AB twenty one eighty eight. Yes, I wrote it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna text her like, get ready, because I mean we still communicate. Um, but <laughs> um, the question you asked, you asked the direct question. Mm -hmm. How will HR? Well, it's it's all over the company. So the company attorney will now have to. They're going to have meetings with, with the company attorney because um, because it's a safety sensitive job. Marijuana's usage has always been excluded okay. or not approved. Um, this will change. They still do drug testing, or they may have to. Yeah, they still do drug testing, but they'll just have to exclude the results from marijuana because you are allowed to use it. They may look at the confirmatory numbers, like how much marijuana is indeed in your system, because there are two numbers on the test. There is the number that you shouldn't have more than this amount or you fail the test. Mm -hmm. And there is the, the amount that says, here's how much you actually have in your body. So they may have to, I don't know if they will, because if the law is saying you don't test for marijuana, they may have to just ignore the entire thing. Even if they smoked the night before, they're fine because it goes out your system. Marijuana doesn't stay in your body. That's why the whole thing with Chakari Richardson. Yes. Yeah, should have should have not happened. She should have been allowed to run because it's not making her run faster. Right. If anything, it's gonna slow down your movements. So, like, that's the thing, though. I'm, I'm gonna. I sound like I'm double speaking. I'm, I'm gonna double speak because these <laughs> people are driving equipment. That happened. One of our one of the guys we terminated that was terminated um, last year. He had marijuana in system. And it necessarily, not necessarily because of his, they, because marijuana in his body, it could have been circumstances of the other guy not paying attention. He ran over somebody's foot. This guy was out of work for about six months. So when he got tested after having the accident, it showed that he had marijuana and they terminated him. Wow. Now, that that accident was not necessarily caused by marijuana. It could be caused by neither of them paying attention. But that was the reason that he was terminated because there's no, it was not allowed Mm. on okay. the job you know what i mean yeah. but now things are changing what's going to happen now right but sunette yes marijuana does stay in your system for a period depending on how much you smoke yes it doesn't just disappear saying. overnight it just depends on how much you smoke like if you're doing it every day it's going to stay in your system 
Right. That's that's why I was saying I feel like I'm double speaking because that is true. When you when you test it, you will see the amounts in your in the body. You absolutely will see the difference. Mm. I'm not sure if you can hear me in my ear pod. Yeah, we can hear you. We can but, hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So um why did I die? I just this morning. Anyway, um <laughs> sorry. No, you're um, fine. You're fine. I, I don't know. I don't know why I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm 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 very curious, but also, I don't work there anymore, so I shouldn't care. Um, <laughs> but and, you may get back into never, HR. I will, but I will never go back to a company, the company that's that strict or rigid about the use of marijuana in a state where marijuana is legal. Uh-huh. It just made not a whole lot of sense to me, in my honest opinion. Like, it's legal here. Uh-huh. Relax. But um, I can't tell people how to run their company. They've done it for their 40 plus years and they're okay. So I'll mind my business and do what I'm told to do. But I'm done speaking for now. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for expounding on that for me. Right. Um, Yeah. So, all right, Newsome, keep doing Newsome. We need Newsome to do some new things in this country. We need him to run for president. Yes, sir. I'm calling him on to do that. He's progressive, and I like that. That's what we need, progression, not regression, which is what's been happening. Walgreens to buy remainder of Shields Health for $1.4 billion. Walgreens is spending nearly $1.4 billion to buy the remaining stake in Shields Health Solutions it doesn't already own as it pushes into the fast-growing specialty pharmacy business. This story courtesy of the Associated Press. The drugstore chain hopes to close on the remainder of the company by the end of the year. Walgreens started building a minority investment in the privately held Shields in 2019, and that stake reached about 70% last year. The 10-year-old company helps health systems set up and run specialty pharmacies, which manage medications for people with complex and chronic medical conditions. Shields, based in Stuff, is it Stoughton? Stoughton? How is it pronounced? S-T-O-U-G-H. Is it G-H-F in this case, or is it Stoughton? Massachusetts, who knows? just south of Boston, works with nearly 80 health systems that represent about 1,000 hospitals nationwide. Insurers and employers see these expensive specialty drugs as a major factor behind rising health care costs, and they are focusing more on managing or controlling related expenses. All right. Next up, how to get a student loan refund if you paid during the pandemic courtesy of the Associated Press, brought to us by WSVN. So let's listen in. This is important news. When President Joe Biden announced a plan to forgive student loan debt, many borrowers who kept making payments during the pandemic wondered if they had made the right choice. Borrowers who paid down their debt during a pandemic freeze that started in March 2020 can, in fact, get a refund and then apply for forgiveness. But the process for doing that has not always been clear. Hmm. If you think you're eligible, here's what you need to know. So listen up, folks. Pull in closer. Come closer. Borrowers who hold eligible federal student loans and have made voluntary payments since March 13, 2020, 
can get a refund according to the Department of Education. For some people, that refund will be automatic. You can get a refund without applying if your payment brought your loan balance below the maximum debt relief amount, $10,000 for all borrowers and $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Borrowers can check their balance in their studentaid.gov account. For example, if a borrower paid $100 a month for 10 months of the pandemic and their balance is now $8,000, that $1,000 will automatically be refunded. Then they can apply to get the rest of their debt forgiven. But... If a borrower paid throughout the pandemic and still owes $14,000, they will not get an automatic refund. They can, however, apply to have $10,000 of that debt erased. Is that clear? I hope it's clear. Another group of people that has to apply for a refund is those who completely paid off their loan balance during the pandemic. If that's you, you're eligible for loan forgiveness, but you will have to request a refund prior to applying for debt relief. Borrowers should confirm their eligibility for the loan forgiveness program prior to requesting a refund. And I'll say that again. If you completely paid off your loan balance during the pandemic, you are eligible. If that's you, you're eligible for loan forgiveness, but you'll have to request a refund prior to applying for debt relief. Please confirm your eligibility for the loan forgiveness program prior to requesting a refund. And let's give an example. If a borrower had $5,000 in debt at the start of the pandemic and paid it all back during the fee freeze, but is eligible for up to $10,000 in forgiveness, they would apply for a $5,000 refund, then apply to have their debt forgiven. Borrowers who paid off their loans during the pause, will need to request a refund first, then request cancellation. And this is according to a spokesperson from the Department of Education. The refund is not available for private student loans. Let me repeat that. It is not available for private student loans. What are the eligible Federal student loans, direct loans, defaulted or not defaulted, Federal Family Education Loan, FFEL, program loans held by ED, defaulted and non-defaulted, Federal Perkins Loans held by ED, defaulted and not defaulted, Defaulted FFEL program loans not held by ED and defaulted HEAL loans. 
If you are not sure which loan you have, visit your dashboard at studentaid.gov and find the My Loan Services section. If you cannot access your dashboard, you can call the Federal Student Aid Office. That number, 1-800-433-3243. 1-800-433-3243 to ask for loan service information. All right, folks? Gave that out. Let's not... Sound like an infomercial lady. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> I had to take the time to go through it so that because it affects many people or it affects people that we know it affects some of us, right? And we don't want to leave any stone unturned. Get your coins, folks. If you're eligible for that refund because you paid the money during the pandemic towards your student loan to bring your balance below $10,000, please get your coins. They ain't sparing you when they're ready to come after you. So get yours, okay? All right. Can't say I didn't bring you all up to speed on that one. I need to tag that story for myself. I need to, you know, do some checking around here. It is time for health and science news. CDC officials warned that America's STD problem is out of control. U.S. health officials are calling for increased preventative and treatment measures as rates of STDs are rapidly growing, including a 26% increase in new syphilis infections reported last year. In a statement made on Monday at a medical conference on STDs, Dr. Leandro Mena of the CDC said, it is imperative that we work to rebuild innovate and expand STD prevention in the United States. Over the last few years, there has been a rise in infection levels for some STDs, including gonorrhea and syphilis. Last year, the number of cases of syphilis hit its highest level since 1991. HIV cases have also risen up 16%. Additionally, a global outbreak of monkeypox. When are they going to change the name from monkeypox? I don't like the name monkeypox. They need to change it. Primarily affecting men who have sex with other men has brought attention to the country's growing issue with diseases mainly transmitted through sex. The problem is out of control, said David Harvey, who is the executive director of the National Coalition of STD uh, Directors. According to MENA, officials are working on new solutions such as home testing kits for specific STDs that will make it easier for individuals to determine whether they are infected so they can take action to stop the infection from spreading. Another expert stated that increasing condom use must be vital at any attempt. But I think while they're promoting the use of condoms, they also make, want to ensure the proper use of condoms, right? one thing to use it but if you're not using it properly that can create another problem um yeah so that's that so i i just want to say something and yes. i just want to make sure i tailor it for the radio yes Pro proper use of a condom is imperative but some people feel that they cannot get stds when they practice it orally so there's people doing it orally and then they stop and they put on a condom. Come on now. Hmm. People think. 
and I'll just leave it there. Thank you. Thank you so much for highlighting that because that is true. Educate yourselves, folks. Get the facts before you jump in the sacks, okay? Get the facts. Be, be aware. And don't let anybody tell you, no, man. But all right, man. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Proceed with caution, okay? Yeah, you don't want to be a statistic. And if you've ever been one, you don't want to be a repeat offender. Experts warn that viral hashtag one chip challenge is sending participants to hospital. Doctors are urging users not to attempt the one chip challenge on social media as it is causing individuals to end up in the hospital. A flavored tortilla chip company, Paki, created the viral food challenge as an online dare where they release a new spicy chip each challenge. The 2022 One Chip Challenge features the Carolina Reaper chip. This year's high-voltage chip contains the supercharged Carolina Reaper pepper and stinging scorpion pepper with a shocking twist. It will turn your tongue blue. Wow, and this is according to the maker's website. However, medical experts and social media users have warned that the spicy challenge is potentially dangerous and has sent a few including... Population. Yeah, you were out the whole time moments. Okay, I am over, I'm over the internet today. I'm so over the internet. Tell me I'm back. Please tell me I'm back. Please tell me you're hearing Hi, me you're now. Back. <sighs> I'm you're over back the, now. I'm over the internet today. I'm really over it today. Yeah, they stressing me today. They don't. They don't like me today. What was the last thing you heard me say? Please tell me. You were commenting on Jeanette's comment about the use of condoms in um in intercourse. Okay. Yeah. And oral sex. Okay. And I moved on since that, right? <laughs> I read a whole article and nobody Sounds heard like me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not me, folks. It is not me. Not me being intentional. Not wanting for you to hear me. You can thank AT&T Fiber for that. I thought I would not have any problems with AT&T Fiber. I'm not trying to blast you all on air. But when I had Xfinity, it was ridiculous. I was out more than I was in. I had internet gone for hours. So I switched to AT&T Fiber. Now what's the excuse? The threads are what? Unraveling? Oh, no. Where can I get perfect but, internet service? But is it just Clubhouse though? Maybe you're still on air, so it may just no. Be it's not Clubhouse alone. I I lost um connection. This I lost connection to the server because I saw the thing pop up. You're offline. No internet connection. It came came back now. So I don't know who provides top notch quality internet service that never goes out. Where can I find that? God. <laughs> facts, 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 facts. Andrea, did you catch the bit about the um re the student loans? Um, I did contacted my student loan carrier, and they said I don't have to do anything. Just sit and wait until it goes into effect. Okay. I hope they know what they're saying. I know. I'm still keeping up my eyes on it. Just yeah. To make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please, yeah. please do. All right. So here's the thing. If you have kids or even yourself, experts are warning that the viral hashtag one chip challenge 
is sending participants to hospital. So doctors are urging users not to attempt the one chip challenge on social media as it is causing individuals to end up in the hospital. A flavored tortilla chip company, Paki, created the viral food challenge as an online dare where they release a new spicy chip for each challenge. The 2022 one chip challenge features the Carolina Reaper chip. This year's high voltage chip contains the supercharged Carolina Reaper pepper and stinging scorpion pepper with a shocking twist. It will turn your tongue blue. However, medical experts and social media users have warned that the spicy challenge is potentially dangerous and has sent a few, including children, to the hospital. In a video posted by TikTok user at Angela underscore B157, her niece was seen in a hospital shortly after trying the challenge, which has attracted 10.7 million views. Oh no, the girl says after taking her first bite, Chew it, someone else on the background. 50 bucks, do the rest, yells another person. In the video, the girl can be seen stomping her feet and shaking her hands. It's not that bad, she says, but in a follow-up video, the girl said she bet the $50 she could eat the chip and explained that she later burst into tears from the pain. Eventually, she was taken to the hospital where she was given medication to ease her stomach pains. Why are they allowed to... um? Why are they allowed to make these things that they know, especially young people, will be drawn to indulge in? Why are they why are they allowed to do it? Who controls them? The FDA? I don't think they should allow companies to make these things. I think you're right. They would be the well, FDA Food and Drug Administration. Yes, that's them. I think they need to put a stop to it. My kids eat tacky. I don't know how the heck they eat that thing. And they're like, it's fine, mommy. Nothing's wrong. It's not that hot. I eat a thing and my head is exploding. Moments. <laughs> yes, Andrea. I'm glad you brought this up. You know, um, I work from home. So a couple of weeks ago, I was working and I looked outside and I saw some news reporters outside. I live across the street from um, an elementary school. Okay. And I said, why the news reporters um, in front of my house, you know, somebody like waiting for somebody to come out, you know, for these kids to get out of school. And then like moments later, I saw like ambulance and fire truck. So I'm like, what in the world is going on? Found out the kids were um, eat, doing this challenge, wow. <laughs> eating the spicy chips. And I guess they passed out or whatever the case is. It was all over the local news. And I was like, my gosh, this is crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And these are elementary kids. Yeah. So parents, um, don't buy these chips for the kids, right? Don't don't give it to them. And kids need to understand that they don't need to be doing these challenges and explain to them the implications. Explain to them what can happen. An unnecessary hospital bill. Right? But I would advise the FDA to you know crack down. They should not be manufacturing and selling these things that have these potential, potentially deadly. Someone could die. What if someone has a stomach ulcer? Is it Taki or Paki that does that challenge though? Paki does my, it, um, but Taki yeah, is my, bad. Um, I remember, I've never had, I don't think I've had Taki, but my brother-in-law did the Paki challenge years ago. 
with his wife. They had a YouTube channel. They still have it. And they did it. And everybody was like bending over in pain and crying. And like his wife got sick. She threw up a lot. Oh, Sorry. No. You know. Yeah. But he was fine. Um, but I did I, I didn't realize they were revamping the chip. That's why I made my comment earlier. I didn't know they were adding new flavors. That's ugh. I've <sighs> never tried it. I never wanted to. Please I don't. don't. I should be in pain eating food. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Don't even think about it. This is a serious thing. Um, yeah. Next up, the 478 method that could help you sleep, courtesy of CNN. Falling asleep or coming down from anxiety might never be as easy as one, two, three. But some experts believe a different set of numbers, 478, comes much closer to doing the trick. The 478 technique is a relaxation exercise that involves breathing in for four counts, holding that breath. Where's Nastra? Nastra, what's Nastra not here? Okay, Sheila, because Nastra used to do the breathing exercises in the morning time. The 478 technique is a relaxation exercise that involves breathing in for four counts, holding that breath for seven counts, and exhaling for eight counts said Dr. Raj Dasgupta, a clinical associate professor of medicine at the University of South Carolina's Keck School of Medicine. Also known as the relaxing breath. So if you, you see the 478 or relaxing breath, 478 has ancient roots in pranayama, which is the yogic practice of breath regulation, but was popularized by integrative medicine specialist Dr. Andrew Wheel in 2015. What a lot of sleep difficulties are all about is people who struggle to fall asleep because their mind is buzzing, said Rebecca Robbins, who is an instructor in medicine at Harvard Medical School and associate scientist in the Division of Sleep and Circadian Disorders. But exercises like the 478 technique give you the opportunity to practice being at peace. And that's exactly what we need to do before we go to bed. So how 478 works. The 478 method doesn't require any equipment or specific setting. But when you're initially learning the exercise, you should sit with your back straight, according to Wheel. Practicing in a calm, quiet place could also help. Once you get the hang of it, you can use the technique while lying in bed. During the entire practice, place the tip of your tongue against the ridge of tissue behind your upper front teeth as you will be exhaling through your mouth around your tongue. Then follow these steps according to wheel. Completely exhale through your mouth, making a whoosh sound. Close your mouth and quietly inhale through your nose to a mental count of four. Hold your breath for a count of seven. Exhale through your mouth, making a whoosh sound for a count of eight. Repeat the process three more times for a total of four breath cycles. Keeping to the ratio of four, then seven and then eight counts is more important than the time you spend on each phase. If you have trouble holding your breath, some of us may have trouble for doing that, speed the exercise up, but keep the ratio consistent for the three phases. With practice, you can slow it all down and get used to inhaling and exhaling more and more deeply. So this should help us, right? Yeah, 
should help us relax and relieve anxiety and sleep better. So try it out. Next up, U.S. adults should routine or should get routine anxiety screening. A panel is saying, wow, U.S. doctors should re regularly screen all adults under 65 for anxiety. This is according to an influential health guideline proposal, which was made on Tuesday. It's the first time the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force has recommended anxiety screening in primary care for adults without symptoms. The proposal is open for public comment until October 17, but the group usually affirms its draft guidance. The recommendations are based on a review that began before the COVID-19 pandemic, evaluating studies showing potential benefits and risks from screening. Given reports of a surge in mental health problems linked with pandemic isolation and stress, the guidance is very timely, said Lori Pibert. I hope I pronounced her name correct, who is a task force member and co-author. Lori is a psychologist researcher at the University of Mass Chan Medical School. The task force said evidence for benefits, including effective treatments, outweighs any risks, which include inaccurate screening results that could lead to unnecessary follow-up care. Anxiety disorders are among the most common mental health complaints, affecting about 40% of U.S. women at some point in their lives and more than one in four men. Black people, those living in poverty, people who have lost partners, and those who have other mental health issues are among adults who face higher risks for developing anxiety. And as we know, this can manifest in panic attacks, phobias, or feeling always on edge. Also, about 1 in 10 pregnant and postpartum women experience anxiety. Right? So, not a bad thing if, you're, if your um, primary health care uh, physician does not suggest it or recommend it. Still ask for it. I don't think it can hurt. The world we're living in now, we are inundated with so much negativity. There are a lot of stresses that are on our brains and... Um, we might be experiencing it and don't even realize it, right? So talk to your healthcare provider. Let them do a screening for your own well-being, all right? Even if they say to you, oh, you don't need it. No, I want to make sure I'm okay. I'm dealing with a lot out there, all right? And that's it for Health and Science News as well as Business and Tech News. That wraps up that segment. Gonna take a little break and when we return... It is um, some more news. <laughs> Here is some more from Anita Vega.
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. I gotta say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Absolutely love this one and love the one I just played before. Yes, Teflon, beautiful songs. Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and today we are crushing on the beautiful Anita Baker. gonna squeeze this one in right here caught up in the rapture another one of my favorites did she sing any bad songs i don't think so Right after this one, it is Caribbean Corner, so don't you dare go anywhere.
Thank you once again to everyone listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with me media, and the mean everything is MI. And it is time for us to get into Caribbean Corner. Sorry, Anita. I'm sorry. I have to cut you. And our first story out of Caribbean Corner, courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. Education chief pushing for agriculture in all schools. The ministry has embarked on discussions with vendors and canteen operators about the sale of healthier food options, and I am loving it. The Minister of Education, Technological and Vocational Training is pushing for every student across Barbados to learn about agriculture. Education Minister Kay McConney informed the media on Monday that Chief Education Officer Dr. Ramona Archer Bradshaw has been encouraging principals across nursery, primary, and secondary institutions to start agricultural programs. I couldn't agree more. I remember when I was in high school, you had to do um, agricultural science at least up until grade nine. Yeah, seven, eight, and nine, you had to do it. You didn't have a choice, right? So I'm here for that. People need to get back in touch. Dispel the negative um, idea, negative thoughts about farming. If you don't have farmers, how are we going to eat? Somebody got a farm and there is joy to be found in farming, right? And there are different types of farming. There is um, the agricultural aspect where you're getting to the land. There's animal husbandry. You can get into that. There's fishery, right? And now there's a new way of doing agriculture. If you don't want to get your hands in the dirt and have to deal with earthworms and, you know, all of that, you can do hydroponics. That's a new wave, you know, so I'm here for it. Let's reignite some fire 
in the youth to get them out and involved all right so good job fiona has been declared a category four hurricane as it heads towards bermuda courtesy of al jazeera Fiona has strengthened into a Category 4 hurricane as it moves away from the Turks and Caicos Islands towards Bermuda. This is according to the U.S. National Hurricane Center. The hurricane was about 755 miles southwest of Bermuda, packing maximum winds of 130 miles per hour, the agency said this morning. A Category 4 hurricane is the second highest level on the Saphir Simpson scale. Swells from Fiona are expected to reach Bermuda by early Thursday. The swells could cause life-threatening surf and rip current conditions. Fiona slammed the Turks and Caicos Islands on Tuesday after leaving a trail of destruction in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and killing at least five people. So we're going to extend our prayers. Hopefully everybody gets ready. You know, we know the drill. Those of us who grew up in the tropics and have to deal with hurricanes, we know what we need to do. All right, so let's try to be as safe as possible. We cannot win against the elements. They always win. Next up, we head on over to the Cayman Islands for this story. Appleton Estate Decades comes to Cayman Islands. Appleton Estate Jamaica Rum recently launched its Appleton Estate Decades in the Cayman Islands in its bid to promote the premiumization of rum. We have always made efforts to secure the best for our consumers, and we are here to tell all rum collectors that a new asset will be making its way to the shores of Cayman. This is according to Beverage Division Manager John Alban. We will be distributing Appleton Estate Decades. So far, the product has drawn much interest in the industry, and we anticipate that it will do well here. Hold on, I need to check my cupboard and see if I have a buckle under there. Yes, I, I, I love Appleton Rum. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the, what's that one? The V, oh my gosh, can't remember the name now. I have to look at the bottle to always remember the name, but that one in the brown bottle that has a nice curves, a nice little sexy bottle. Love that. Yeah. And I love their rum creams. Oh, yeah. I put that in my coffee, too. If it's not white rum, it's the, um, yeah, yeah, rum cream. Okay. You know what? Let me feeling for something to drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the, I can't complain. What? Yeah. But yeah. You know, rum makes us happy. You know, I tell you something you want to hear. She's going to have a glass of rum. Yes, Teflon. Have some rum to celebrate that big award. Listen, listen. Hold on, talk to me. What award? What award, Sanet? Come on. Contract, contract. I apologize. Oh, contract. Okay, come on, Teflon. Tell us more. Go ahead. Tell her again. So I've been signed to Vodafone as an official DJ. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Big up the Okay, please speak more about it if you're able to. Um, okay, so it's still in the early stages. Um, one of one of the um, women, um, she works for events. Um, she works for the events department. She's she heard me at one one event. She saw she saw me play at one event, and she took my details, and then she messaged me, and then she said that they're looking for a DJ to do like all their big events. So yeah, she. Um, she she connected me with the company and uh, yeah so they they sent the documents through the email the, the, the e sign um, and then they sent me some money as well. <laughs> well hold on hold on hold on big up that again yes right we love them checks 
yeah yeah so it's all official yeah amazing so i've got the first the first event they've got a big event um for their halloween party so that's my my first event then they've got all the corporate events and then they've got the christmas parties ah. and then i think when they do events because they do sponsor festivals as well mm-hmm. so i think i'll be involved in those events as well wow yeah big things let me ask you a question how long have you been a dj um teflon uh, 15 15 years 15 years yeah 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 and you're doing it because you love it because you're passionate about it yeah it's a passion it's a, it, it was a hobby and then it became a job and so basically i'm doing something that um i enjoy doing yeah so i i, w- I wish I, like, i'm trying to do it as a full-time job mm-hmm. but then but then it's got it's going to interrupt my family life so i'm still this debating whether I want to. I want to do that because when you become a full time DJ, it kind of takes you away from family, especially when you're doing like overseas bookings. You're, you're constantly traveling. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've got a few um, overseas bookings, and um, then that means you can't do stuff with the kids. Like I've got, like I'm supposed to be doing students for one of my sons, and I can't go to one of them because I'm going to be in Portugal right so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i understand you're torn between the two right and of course family always wins but at the same time you want to embark on the opportunities right i am so happy for you so proud of you and let this Thank be you. a lesson folks to anyone listening whatever it is that you're passionate about follow through on it even if it starts out as a hobby you never know where it's going to take you be consistent because there i'm sure there are days when you don't feel like doing it but you push through anyway yeah there's been days um, when when i used to play at the res because i I was a resident dj for one of the clubs and like a lot of times when i used to finish the clubhouse events i always (laughs) i never felt like going sometimes i feel like do i really have to but (laughs) it's like a job in it so you have to you have to go you do have times like that yeah yeah i know Trust me, I know. Um, so what I'm, my message to everyone is, you know, push through. Push through those moments when you don't feel like it. That's when you really need to get it done. Be consistent. Maintain a certain level. Because guess what? You never know who is listening and who is watching and who will be in the presence. You never know where your name may be called, right? And you don't want someone to walk in and hear you playing sloppy and like, that's the DJ they told me about? Oh, please, goodbye, right? You don't want anyone to second guess your abilities because they caught you off guard, right? And I know naturalists can speak to that too, right? Yeah, because- Okay, there you go, Sanat. Because if you are not performing at optimum at all times, being consistent, and the right person catches you at the wrong time, you have missed that opportunity. And it may be the only time you'll ever get that opportunity. All right, so don't give up. 15 years. And it's funny that um, we're talking about this now because I just saw, I think it was on Instagram, where they're talking about the different ages and stages of life at which um, different entertainers or celebrities started out, or business people. Uh, Colonel, for what you call it, Kentucky, he was in his 60s. 
he was down and out, literally down and out. He was at the, on the verge or he had lost his family, so to speak, right? Um, he was in his 60s, 62. Vera Wang in her 40s. Steve Harvey in his 40s. Richard Branson. Yep. You never know when you're going to get your break. Damn, I'm almost 50. Next year, I'm celebrating 50. I'm still <laughs> yeah. waiting for my break, but you don't give up. You've got your break. You're, you're doing the Monday to Friday show. Like, who's big? Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you never know when your big break is going to come. So continue to be consistent, to be persistent, believe in what you're doing. Um, don't be afraid to be super analytical and critical of yourself. Be honest with yourself, right? Um Someone who is right here on the stage right now asked me the other day, do you listen to your entire, the, the entire replay of your show? Yes, I do. I do. I, I, I do. I, I finished my shows. I always listen to myself, like to, to kind of, you can see where you went wrong and you can, you can pick up on mistakes and then um, it helps you for like for future shows. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Exactly. It does. When I'm listening and I hear the mispronunciations, I'm like, oh, it's like chalk on a nails on a on what you call it chalkboard for me, right? I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. I'm super critical of myself. Yeah. But I'm very happy for you, um, Teflon. Keep shining, keep pushing through. Thank you, thank you. The world is your oyster, right? Yeah. Happy. Thank you, Sonette. Because he was here being really humble about it, right? Not saying anything. <laughs> So thank you. So we were filling we were filling time while you were out again. You came back talking about rum. Well you left talking about the weather and then you came back talking about rum. And so we were filling filling in moments, unfortunately. Listen, the internet is tripping today. I blame it on AT&T Fiber that they say is supposed to be the best. But hey, what can I say? I'm pushing through nonetheless. All right. Thank you all so much. Well, again, congratulations, Teflon. Our next story, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com, Dominica readies itself for the return of World Creole Music Festival. The Dominica World Creole Music Festival is the only festival in the region where you are guaranteed to hear almost every musical genre from the Caribbean, from soca, dancehall, and reggae, to zouk, kampa, and bouillon. The three-day festival is a musical feast that also incorporates popular global sounds such as Afrobeats. The 2022 edition of the festival is no different, offering the likes of dancehall stars, Shensia, Dexter Daps, <laughs> okay. Soka stars Patrice Roberts and Kes the Band, Bouillon King, Asa Banton, Afrobeat star Burna Boy and Zouk, French Raga and Compa singers, Joycelyn Berard of Cassava fame and Shirella K. And I hope I did not butcher her name. Admiral T out of Guadeloupe and out of Haiti, K. Dilac and Bejion. And I'm done trying to twist my tongue up with these names. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, Dexter Dabs. All right, then. Okay, all the girls will be screaming. Mm -hmm. And all the men will be screaming for Shensia. Marlon, I know you're still waiting for your opportunity to be right at the front of the stage to be looking at Shensia. You're going to get it, my love. You're going to get it one day. One day. So, um, yeah, this is a big look. This will be Burna Boy's second time performing in the Caribbean. He performed at crop over didn't he in um barbados just this year too 
I think the world loves Burna Boy. Um, I'm interested to find out what happened between him and Stefan Don, but moving on. Out My mom is so obsessed with Ben. She loves him? Yeah, she's so obsessed. She, 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 always, she won't stop talking about it. She's always talking about Burna Boy, Burna Boy. It gets a bit annoying after a while. <laughs> I know. I know how you men are. You don't like to hear when other women go on about other men. That's all right. But yeah, I, I like him. I do like him. And every show that he performs that is sold out. Did you see his show that when he brought um, Ed Sheeran on stage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's killing it. Last, last. <laughs> we didn't go chop breakfast. Yeah. Go with your bad self, Berta boy. So we head on to Jamaica for the rest of the news out of the Caribbean corner. Three generations of family living off salvaged waste from dump. Tamiko is a 38-year-old mother of four. She has lived in the tough inner-city community of Riverton City off Spanish Town Road in St. Andrew all her life. Her four children, ages 21, 16, 9, and 1, were born in Riverton City, the site of the largest dump in the country. Tamika, who declined to give her full name and others like her living in Riverton City, have had to endure the stigma which goes with living on the dump. But she's undeterred. Her singular aim is to provide for her children, and the dump is where she hustles. In fact, she has said the dump has made her into an independent woman. The polythylene, terror, whatever, PET bottle, referred to as the trouble bottle by those who eke out a living on the dump, is what she collects each day to send her children to school. She also collects plastic buckets and scrap metal. Mina work, a dismidophia live in, she told Loop News on a recent visit to the dump site. You just go up at the landfill and collect them and bag them up and sell them a week time or whatever you want. Is it we live off for? That's what she added while pointing to several large bags filled with PET bottles that she and family members had collected from the landfill. The single mother said she gets no support from any of her children's fathers. It's me and God, I'm a pit of them on the dump. Tamika said her one-year-old son started Riverton Med Meadows' early childhood institution at the beginning of the new school year. Her other school-aged children attend Denham Town High and Seaview Gardens Primary School. She said her 21-year-old son is into sales. Him doing him one thing. Like other residents, Tamika is on edge since the announcement on August 5th by Prime Minister Andrew Holness that the Riverton City dump and others will be closed. No details were given, but the Prime Minister said he will be meeting in September with the Member of Parliament for the area, Anthony Hilton. Tamika told Loop News that her only wish is that the authorities provide her with some assistance before the dump is closed. I hope them are going to find with something for you. Them can't just live with high and dry so with nothing. Them have to do something for we. Asked whether residents have yet been told about anything by those in, in authority, Tamika said the only thing we hear is that the land, them live and them are going to sell it and by the next three years we have to move from down there because the entire land sell. <sighs> it is hard. I admire her tenacity. 
I admire her mental fortitude. I admire her strength and her determination. I, I admire her setting an example to her children. Don't sit down and wait for nobody to help you. You have to get up and do it for yourself. And now her independence is at stake of being ripped from her. It would be my desire that someone helps her to set up a recycling facility, even if it's small. And hear me out while I'm making the proposal. If someone with a vehicle would be willing to drive around and collect things that could be recycled, the very buckets, the very bottles, if she, you know, someone help her to get um, garbage bins, what's the right name, receptacles, there we go, into companies, into organizations, into corporations, let's say, for example, into the banks, and they fill them with plastics and stuff, and then she goes and she picks them up, and something, something that would help her. I think that would be a great opportunity, if anyone is listening, and who is able to help her, not take the idea for yourself, because I could keep it for myself, but I'm sharing, because I want to see her succeed. And I think there is greater opportunity at stake for her. I think that she can grow. I think she can turn it into a family business. If someone has the wherewithal, if someone is willing to give of themselves, even if it's two hours a day or even on the weekend, coordinate something with her to help her so she does not lose her source of income, the ability to be able to look after her children. We're not going to talk about the man then we'll leave her with the pit of them. We ain't going to talk about that because you can't rewind history. We can't undo what has been done. Let us see how we can help her to sustain if anyone wants to know her real name is not given um tamiko but i'm sure if anyone goes into the community they will spot her she has four children 21 16 9 and 1 and those children deserve an opportunity and she's trying we can't say she's not try she is trying and her opportunity is going to be removed from her all right Next up, um, Jamaican charged in the U.S. for traveling to meet a minor for sex. Shame on you. A Jamaican man has been charged with soliciting a Pensacola minor for sex after he allegedly messaged undercover Florida Department of Law Enforcement agents. He has been identified as 31-year-old Tajay Gavri Samuels, whose address is listed as Kingston, Jamaica. He is charged with one count of traveling to meet a minor to engage in sexual conduct, seven counts of transmission of harmful material to minors, and one count of using a two-way communication device to facilitate a felony, according to an FDLE press release. FDLE began its investigation in August when Samuels initiated online contact with undercover agents posing as a 14-year-old female. Using a common messenger application, he sent lewd photos of himself and arranged to travel to meet the agent. Samuels is currently being held in Escambia County Jail without bond, according to Escambia Jail Records. The FDLE has pointed out 
that the offenses for which Samuels have been charged are illegal in Jamaica. Jamaican law prevents a citizen from engaging in this conduct, not only in Jamaica, but in any part of the world. The Pensacola Police Department and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security assisted in the investigation. Shame on you. Shame on you, Tajay. Shame on you. You're going to leave Jamaica, come all the way up far and come get back and lock you up. You need to stay there for however long they're going to keep you there. You're going to learn today. What is wrong with people? They don't watch the news. Them have cable down there. Trust me, them have cable. Almost everybody have cable. You're not staying abreast of what's going on and that they're not playing. And you really thought it fitting to board a plane, come to the States. You know what? Our last story out of the Caribbean corner, Trooper bashes some entertainers for no show at Merciless's funeral. Veteran sound system selector Ricky Trooper has lashed out at several artists for not turning up at the funeral service of late dance hall artist Leonard Merciless Bartley. Bartley was laid to rest on Saturday, September 17 at St. Gabriel's Anglican Church Hall on Church Street in Mapen, Clarendon. He was 51. Scores of people from all walks of life came out to pay their final respects. But at the end of the service, Trooper said he was disappointed that more entertainers did not turn out. If we remember, Merciless was found dead at a motel off Beechwood Avenue, St. Andrew, on July 19, hours after he complained of not feeling well. This is flipping September, July 19, and they're just putting him to rest September 17? What on God's earth? Why, the, wh wh why? What's going on? Why so long? Two months? July, August, two months to bury you? What, I, I want to know why. That is what's more concerning to me. I don't care who shows up at my funeral. What matters is how long I'm going to take for deal with me. As I've said in here several times, if I die today, cremate me tomorrow. Don't keep me. Yeah. This is too. Why is it taking two months to bury him? Moments, you know, our people. <laughs> Come on now. We travel from all different places. <laughs> Everybody can't make it at the same time. <sighs> hmm. This is ridiculous. Two months, panda ice. Let me ask a question. I don't know how it works. Um, do they charge by the week, by the day? How do funeral homes charge? The longer they keep the body, the more it costs, or is that there's just a flat fee? That's why Jamaicans just leave people there until whenever. What's the process? What's, what are the fees like? How are they structured? I don't know. I don't know either, but I know in the States they charge him. I know that's right. You're going to be buried real quick. Something happening real quick because we ain't paying this bill. I don't know. I need to find out. I'm going to ask my mother. I know my dad was cremated, but um, I don't know. I need to find out. That's interesting. All I know is I'm going to be cremated too. Yep. I don't know where my ash is going yet. Don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh boy um in believe it or not news 
So an axe-wielding man in McDonald's is said he was only defending himself when he pulled out the weapon. The man who was captured in video brandishing a small axe in New York has broken his silence about what led to the altercation. On Friday, the New Yorker was seen confronting customers inside the Delancey Street McDonald's on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. According to the axeman, Michael Palacios, an argument with the patrons escalated to a physical altercation. In the video, you can see Palacios and three men fighting before they begin getting the best of Palacios, or Palacios, beating him in the head and face. I do have a red bar. I hope you're hearing me. He then breaks free from the men and retrieves the axe from his bag before turning to face the men. One man is seen backing away from him before he busts a glass display with the axe. Palacios then confronts one of his assailants and hits him in the face. However, during a sit-down with a local news outlet, the 31-year-old says he is not the villain and was instead defending himself. He was arrested and charged with criminal mischief, three counts of menacing, and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon. Police also located a knife inside his bag. The other men involved in the altercation may not yet have been charged but the investigation is ongoing. Hmm. Okay. So he's just walking around New York with an axe and a knife in his bag. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. He's, uh, but oh, what does he work? What kind of work does he do? He probably needs it. We don't know. We don't know. He, he probably needs it, Javette. Not. <laughs> Not, Javette says. Javed and, and, and moments. Morning to everybody. Good morning, everyone. Be... Good morning. Hear me, everyone. Good morning, Kev Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, do you know? I mean, just, just think about it. You watch the news and you see all these things happening in New York City. People getting stabbed, people getting shot. Maybe this man thinks, you know what? I'm to take my, my safety in my own hands. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, thinking outside of the box, so to speak. Because the first thought is, you know, maybe this man is some kind of, you know, criminal of the sort. I don't know. Mm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand the knife, Kevrock, being a New Yorker, because I used to walk around with a box cutter, but an axe. Yeah, but my thing say a knife. When a man say an axe, I'm going to run. <laughs> See you with a little knife. That's what? <laughs> just, anyway, I'm <laughs> just going out and I'm Yeah, go chop him. <laughs> I'm going to get chopped. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did the word chopping, which is meant, or chop, which is used um, in Nigeria, I think it is, to mean eating. How did we turn that into scamming? How, how did that, you know, we Jamaicans, we, we do everything. Yeah. Greetings, everyone. Sorry, I'm at work, so I'm in and out, in and out. The reason they... um. They call it chopping or the scamming became because they're eating a food. Ah, you know what? That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense, Ms. V. Thank you so much. Makes perfect sense. May I eat a food so I got chop and the line get chopped. <laughs> yes. I thought it was is because they scam you a little bit at a time. So they take in pieces from you just a little bit at a time. <laughs> chop. We they go chop. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I got to squeeze in another Anita Baker right here. Okay, here we go. 
Here she is with Rhythm of Love. And then when we return, it is entertainment news. spinning around and around. And, you know, sometimes it just spins too fast and you, you not only lose your balance, but you lose your rhythm. It's at times like these that you just need to stop and not only find your way again, but find your own rhythm because life has a rhythm and, and Mother Nature has a rhythm and love, oh yes, love has a rhythm.
Thank you to all the listeners who are logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the me in everything is MI. Today is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and we are crushing on the beautiful Anita Baker through music. If you are new to the space on Clubhouse, welcome. Thank you for coming to Coffee and Toe. I invite you to click on the greenhouse at the top of the screen. We are here every Monday through Friday, and you are more than welcome to join us. Yes, it does spin too fast. The time does go by too quickly. And it is time for us to get into the entertainment stories. So first up, Erica Banks has Twitter in shambles after saying she only wants to go clubbing with her thick and attractive friends. Okay, then. I know I wouldn't qualify. Erica Banks has a social media, or well, has social media in a frenzy after a video of her body shaming went viral. On Tuesday, Banks details the type of friends she likes to go clubbing with, stating that they have to have a certain aesthetic, a certain type of look. If she doesn't look how I want her to look physically, I don't want her to come, the Busset rapper said. Remember her song, Buss It? Okay, anyway, said about going out with her crew because the look of everything is so important to me. If she ain't thick enough, no hair not good enough, nope, can't dress, nope, skinny, nope. Oh, uh, 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 which, uh, <laughs> you know what, keep, keep it shut, keep your mouth closed, keep your mouth closed, keep your mouth closed moments. The video is from her Instagram close friend who wasn't supposed to be seen by the rest of the world. However, now that the world has seen it, some of them are unhappy with her mean girl comments. Some people took to Twitter to share their opinions on the video. Erica Banks is a bird brain, but that is how most of our new generation thinks. Nothing is genuine anymore. People would rather be around you based off how you look and what you wear than what your heart is and how your mind thinks. Love me for me. 
Another one said, Erica Banks is further proof that them BBLs make y'all shallow AF remedial and a poster child for amnesia. How quickly they forget. If you got surgery on your body and somebody else's physical appearance still bothers you that much, you have to unfriend them. Seek help. Yeah, and the comments are on and on. Listen, she was wrong for saying that. She was wrong for saying that. Totally wrong. But she's not the only one who thinks like that. Let me just let you know. There are a lot of people who only hang out with people that look a certain way. And let's take it to the clubs. And I'm going to knock these clubs for a second. Have you ever gone to a club and just watch the door? Watch the door. Yeah. Yeah. Those who are more aesthetically appealing get the better privileges. They get to come in for free. They are called out of the line and allowed to come in before others. I've seen it. Oh, I have seen it. The complexion of your skin, the type of hair you have. Oh, yes. How you're dressed. They look at you as someone who will bring in customers. They want the place filled with quote unquote pretty people because pretty people will attract not so pretty people to come in because they too want to feel like they're pretty. It's a sordid world out there. So moment, it happened to me a few times and it made me feel good. But when I think back on it, it was because maybe I was with another. <laughs> <laughs> But it did make me feel good. So, I mean, in all honesty, when we go out with our friends, don't we kind of mention how we're going to be dressing for the night so we can look the same somewhat? <laughs> That's why I'm saying she's and, not the only one who thinks like that, Javette. Yeah, and she's she's 23 years old and she she's out of Texas, so... <laughs> You know, right there. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me tell you something. I would like for us to talk about, I'll talk about it after the live stream ends. I want to come back to it. But let me do the next story and then do the online wrap up. And then, so stick around. Don't nobody go nowhere. Let me do the next story real quick. Because this is an interesting conversation. So, child molestation lawsuit filed against Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears, dismissed by accusers. Hmm. That didn't take long. According to court documents obtained by TMZ, Jane Doe asked to co the court to dismiss the suit with prejudice, which means the case cannot be refiled. Okay. My family and I have known Tiffany Haddish for many years, and we now know that she would never harm me or my brother or help anyone else do anything that could harm us. We wish Tiffany the best, and we are glad that we can all put this behind us, the woman said in a statement. Earlier this month, we remember Haddish and Spares were named in a lawsuit alleging they groomed and molested two underaged siblings years ago. The brother and sister claimed Haddish and their mother were friends, 
and that in 2013, a then 14-year-old Jane and a 7-year-old John were recruited for wildly inappropriate skits. For one sketch, Jane was told to watch a sexually suggestive video and was then asked to mimic what she had seen on the screen. A second sketch that recently resurfaced showed Aries Spares portraying a pedophile lusting after an underaged John Doe. According to Radar Online, Haddish and the two accusers suing her and Aries Spears reached an agreement privately. When news of the lawsuit initially dubbed as a shakedown broke, Haddish said though the sketch was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all. She added that she deeply regretted having agreed to participate in. So real quick, in 60 seconds or less, do we think there was um, a payout on the back end? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, so we can talk a little more after this break. We're going to be right back, Clubhouse. I'm going to go ahead and do the wrap-up for On Air. Please don't go anywhere. This is interesting, I must say. Interesting. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens, I'm Moments With Me. And you were listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It's always Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on a TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Yeah, you get to see the crazy side of me on TikTok. <laughs> All right, now for quality music while you work or play, keep it locked in to QMZRadio.com. The music will definitely help you get through your day. For music on the go, JanoRadio.com. Download the app available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go, I do ask you this one thing, that you please be safe. Look forward to having you here with me tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. And tomorrow we are also live on FutureFM.net and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Have a wonderful day, QMZ and Jano Radio. This is Moments with me, signing out. <laughs>